Welcome in to another exciting episode of the Picayune Post Game Podcast. I'm Clay Sweet, joined by Slicker Dave, the originators of this here podcast. So happy to be able to talk to you guys after a victory on the road at Brandon. What a game, what a funky type game. Picayune goes into half leading it 7-7 and really had probably a right to feel like you potentially up 21 or 28 points going into the half, but you look up uh, on that big jumbotron and it's even at seven. And we'll turn the question to Dave. Dave, you were around there on um, the sidelines for the whole first half. I believe you snuck into the locker room as well at the half. But can you just walk us through the missed opportunities in the first half um, after picking scores with the opening drive, uh, two really short fields that weren't cashed in on. What was the feeling, um, kind of the momentum shifts there in the first half, and then what was the locker room like for the Picayune Maroon Tie? Clay, this, this team's been through a lot. I mean, uh, talk about the last couple of years, so it's a very experienced bunch. I, I see no panic at all whatsoever. I mean, kind of get Randy gets that big score going to the halftime to tie it up right I mean right before the half and we've seen this years past we haven't seen this a lot in the past couple years but that used to be the Achilles heel for Pinky right You're, they would give up a big play right before the half and score and it would just kill them or right at the end of the game just couldn't hold them but Cody went into this locker room and he kind of just apologized to the defense I mean he felt like the defense played about as good a half of football as they could have played. And he kind of put it on his, his shoulders. Uh, I mean, he, he, he laid it out there and said, uh, hey, I want to apologize. He said, y'all done one hell of a job. Um, it's on us, on offense. We just ain't done what we're supposed to do. We got to punch it in. You cannot have the ball inside the red zone that many times and not be able to punch it in. And uh, I think that, you know, Cody harped on that a lot at the halftime, but the one thing he kept saying, uh, Clay and uh, Flick, was we're better than them. We are better than them. And, you know, they came out that half and uh, really really took over that second half. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. When you look at it, uh, one of the short fields was created by a place looking like you can watch a lot of football and not see a kid block a punt and then also recover it. That was from... Amarion uh, Tyson. Coach Williams took a lot of chances uh, throughout the ball game. That was interesting, right? Because you've got the 7 8 team, you've got a 99 man roster in the Brandon Bulldogs. But he coached it, um, he coached it very aggress- aggressively, took a bunch of chances against this Picune defense. I think both of us from the broadcaster booth throughout the ball game really felt like he was trying to steal possessions wherever he could get them to give him more shots against this defense. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think so, man. I mean, it was really the the first drive of the game going for it on fourth and long, backed up in your own uh, side of the field, uh, deep on your own side of the field was kind of the first one. I think we saw three onside kicks, a fake fumble, um, you know, they were a confident bunch, but I think probably, Clay, if you're looking at strategizing for the game, um, we kind of assumed they were going to play a straight up, and they did. They put a body on a body on our defensive linemen, and that was a battle that they didn't win at all. Um, our defensive linemen played out of their minds tonight. 
Yeah, that's a defensive line that I don't think anybody on this call, all three of us, would back up putting uh, those four or five guys, however you wanted to kind of classify that, um, against any in a state, maybe. I mean, you, you stretched it out a bit tonight, slick defensively. Like, man, you can say the state, you may want to push those borders out a little bit, but it starts with uh, Monte with several lists that you look at. He's probably rated number one player in the state. He did a heck of a job tonight. I thought the defensive staff had the kids so well prepared. Um, the way that we played against the screen game from Brandon tonight, Dave, that was uh, really well coached. It's easy to coach sometimes when you've got uh, the better athletes, but putting those better athletes in just the right spot, I thought Coach Hayden and his staff defensively were brilliant. Yeah, Coach Hayden, the last couple of years has just been phenomenal calling this defense for the tide. And I want to go back to a little bit of Slick's interview with Coach Williams early in the preview episode. They were, by his words, they wanted to up tempo. He didn't come out and say it, Clay, but you could tell that was his goal. He was going to dink and dunk his screens, tunnel screens here, tunnel screen there, half night screen. That, that was his game plan. You got to give it to Coach Hayden. He, he had this defense prepared. I mean, I don't know that I've seen a defense that prepared for a opening game. I mean, we're talking about this is the first game of the season, play, and that defense played like we're about to go in the playoffs. So hats off to Coach Hayden. And it does help that you got, uh, you know, you got some studs out there, but you also got to have them in the right position. They got to buy in, and their this group has bought in. They bought in two years ago, play like this. This, this group's bought. I mean, they're 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 here. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, you kind of know what you're going to get from some of those uh, stars because uh, we've seen it over the last couple years. I thought Christian James, a guy who played a part last year, let's don't, like, undersell that. He was a player last year, but he's asked to do a lot more um, this year. Uh, Logan Hall, a kid that uh, played some last year, he's playing a much bigger role this year. You get Quentin Haynes, who's flipped over. So, the parts that were some of, not, not question marks because of who they are, but question marks because of the production, the, the chances just hadn't been there. Boy, oh boy, they answered the call tonight. Every every one of those spots, I thought Robert Williams, I thought Nunu played a good game. There's not a defensive player or a guy that rotated in defensively that I think is going to catch a poor grade from this ball game. No, I don't, I don't think so, Clay. And, I mean, um, I think we were all probably a little bit surprised that you know, this offense, they ran the ball 54 times for 294 yards. Um, Chris Davis was 39 of those carries, 224 yards. That's over 76 percentage points of the offensive production. So uh, we were a little shocked that he touched the ball that many times. But to do that, Christian James had to play well on defense because I don't think Chris took a snap on the defensive side of the ball. And this is a guy who – with Nike Ratcliffe is is an elite cornerback as well. So I thought that played a big role. And I think going forward, if Chris can touch the ball that many times in a game, I don't I don't think it'll be every game. But they feel pretty comfortable probably with Christian out there. Yeah, and I, I think I mean I don't know that you're going to see a better wide receiver group. Catholic may prove me wrong next week, but beyond that, that's going to be uh, the best wide receiving group this 
team should really ever see in, in this season. I thought it was a very interesting uh, day. When you look at Chris Davis's carries, Cody's going in uh, to his fourth year. He's now a game into his fourth year, if I'm correct on that. Um, his winning percentage is just through the roof. But this may be the most carries one kid's gotten in Cody's three-plus years tonight uh, with Chris Davis. How many times did he tote it? Uh, 39. 39 times. Yeah. So that's probably – I may be wrong, but I think that's probably going to be a high watermark for somebody under uh, Cody's coaching. Yeah, I think Cody, it seems to, Cody made this decision of getting the my tailback to be fresh. I mean, you go back a lot of years, play, and Pickett was a, they, the running back had to play a lot of roles in his, in his team. They would be a starter on defense, just didn't have the depth. Um, and like you just mentioned, I mean, Chris is a phenomenal athlete. He, he, he does do just as well on defense if you can put him out there in the corner. But I think Cody has done a phenomenal job of knowing that, hey, if we're going to do this, we're just going to have to keep, keep Chris fresh as we can and use him on offense. And he wasn't able to break the long, long run that we've you know, kind of seen from CB6, but um, they weren't worried about it. Adam was on the sidelines like, hey, this is going to be the type of game where just put your nose down and get in there, get those yards, get the hard yards. And we're not worried about a long run. It's not going to happen tonight. If it doesn't, I'm not worried about it. Let's go four yards. That was their goal. That's the Adam was preaching at at halftime, four yards. And I'm going to be The game, and he almost, that one, I thought he was going to break. Uh, I mean, I can't remember when that was in the game, but, man, he had one uh, run through there, and, and he had one kind of beat and just could beat him. But, uh, he played pretty good for his first time filling in for man. I said it before the game. I was talking to Peyton Wells, and I said if I could have one player back, um, I think it was Peyton, but I said if I could have one player back, I'd take uh, uh Darnell. I mean, if we could have one player back, I would love Darnell. But uh, Conte, man, he 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 filled in nice tonight. Yeah, him and Cooper did a good job with that rotation. That was that little backside give when everybody was flowing back to the right. Jeremiah almost scored. Uh, back to the left around midfield. He was a half step away. Chris Davis with a huge game, 224 yards on all of those carries. And I think they got, I don't know necessarily that that was the game plan for him to touch it that much. But then when you start seeing a kid kind of having a night, showing the toughness, showing the patience uh, behind his pass, like it was kind of hard to go away from him, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it really was, man. He he looked um, a different level of strength, which, you know, you expect that at kids coming back from a full year of workouts and growing and, you know, this off-season program that they do, the weightlifting and conditioning, we've mentioned that a lot. It's, I think, an elite level for these guys, but he was turning a lot of those uh, runs for losses into three- and four-yard runs, so he was great tonight, and I think Dave makes a good point, too, because I, I really believe that one of the question marks tonight was fullback. I think that it was really that Jeremiah nor uh, Tristan had really taken that position as being the lead person, but I think Jeremiah did a good job of solidifying himself in that role tonight. He finished the ball with he finished the game with ten rush yard ten rushes for fifty six yards. That was second uh, in production behind Chris. So I think Jeremiah did great. Yeah, I agree. I, I like what the fullbacks gave uh, Picune tonight. We'll talk about the quarterback, Brady Robertson. Uh, we talked about it on the air, so we can talk about it here. But battling, I'm not even sure what, but 
he had a great night. I mean, he was sick, really sick, gutted it out, um, and could have been perfect on the night. He was three for four, the one uh, pass my dad's uh, lobby for this. Should have been a wide receiver error. Kyler King would take that one, but uh, could have been perfect on the night, four for four through for a big touchdown. All of his completions were big, but um, the senior to be out there and, and to be able to play is one thing because then it becomes a real card shuffle if he's not. And then to get the production that they got out of the lefty number seven tonight, Dave, was big. Yeah, Brady really stepped in. I was I was concerned about Brady. I kind of heard some whispers around the town um, when they lunch and somebody said, hey, Brady's sick. And I said, whoa, I had heard. So, you know, I take Josh to see, you know. I mean, I'm one of those. If I hear something, I'm going to try to go to the store. And uh, Josh said, man, he, he really is. Uh, he, we're going to get him. We're going to try to get him ready and go. And, I mean, anytime somebody's sick, and he was really sick. I mean, we're not even trying to – I mean, we're talking about this play, but it, he really, really – I'm sure it was a, a, I mean, a lot of times today where they weren't sure he was going to make it and be able to play. So for him to come out and play the game, like, I mean, you think about any time, at, especially our age, think of the flu game with Michael Jordan. Obviously, the stakes weren't near about as high here. But, um, man, I got to give it to Brady. He was spot on. That pass to uh, Dupree down the scene uh, for the touchdown was just absolutely beautiful. And, I mean – I joke around on the sideline, but, you know, we run it so much, and then when we throw those balls like that, and it's kind of like, wow, Brandon's probably going, wow, they do have a forward pass. But Brady's a really good thrower. Um, just, you know, just does what we need in our offense. And uh, he came through tonight in some big throws. Yeah, he really did. And, you know, as a coach and as a, as a, a, as a father, you want your kid to show you he's got some guts, but you doesn't necessarily want to see the content of them. And I, I think Brady showed that four or five times on the sidelines tonight, like literally. And so for him to be able to get through that and, and produce at the level he did, um, pretty special stuff from them. And, man, think of special. Look at what this group, I really thought, gave away some big opportunities to stretch it out and normally when you give away those opportunities against a good team it's going to come back and haunt you but this team here dude any sports riddle anything that you think like oh that's going to come back and get this club they just too tough for it they fight through it um was in a, a great environment uh tonight but really kept that big Brandon fan base sitting on their hands for a, a lot of the game and then sent them to the exit a couple different times in the fourth quarter. This team is just a lot of fun to watch and a, a special group. Y'all have had the privilege to cover them uh, for two years now and uh, just another another test that they passed with flying colors. No doubt, man. And, you know, going back to Brady, I think the, the biggest play he made of the night was the, was the drive that really put the game away, uh, gave um, the ball back to Brandon with it, like 34 seconds left to go. So we knew they were going to onside kick it, but the one he dialed up to, to B.J. in the end zone to really seal the deal uh, or get really close to sealing the deal. B.J. had two big catches for 29 yards, and Kyler redeemed himself and caught a big one to, to keep a drive going for 21 yards as well. So – they played, you know, solid, man. And as you mentioned, Brady out of his mind, especially as sick as he was. But BJ's one of those kids, man, who 
we thought would maybe factor in a little bit more in the second half he did. He's a kid who's going to emerge, and you're going to have to know where that kid's at for opposing uh, coaches that are trying to scheme against this pick offense. No, I agree. And then um, Nike Radcliffe, it wasn't in the cards for him tonight to be a huge influence from the tailback spot. But a guy like that with his athletic ability, he's going to show up. And he took away a lot defensively on that island as a corner. But maybe his biggest play was the catch coming out of the half. You talked about it. Uh, maybe they know it's coming, and maybe they say, hey, Nike, you got to be ready for an onside kick. That's a lot different than seeing that high hop come and have three Brandon Bulldogs bearing down on you. And he goes and high points that. That was a turning point. Like, if Nike doesn't come down with that to start the half, it could have really flipped momentum. I thought that was a, a huge play from Nike. What was your vantage point on that athletic play, Dave? Yeah, I mean, Naki is very athletic. I mean, you've called basketball games. I mean, he's a great basketball player. Got a lot of um, great bloodlines. I mean, we've went over that over the past couple of years. Um, the thing I'm starting to see from Naki, and I, I want to flick this piece, I mean, ask his too, uh, opinion on it too about Naki is his toughness. He is starting to get tougher. I think early on, he's always been that timid. He's quiet. He's just a quiet kid, so... He doesn't really he's not he's not the outspoken one like you know he doesn't you know he's not showing that excitement much as like a Marion Tyson or JB or Monte Waller or those those folks like that but man he's just that quiet kid and his toughness man I think it's he showed a lot today I mean he, he battled through some cramps ended up getting cramps in both legs I mean you know he plays phenomenal and I can't wait to see what senior season uh, turns into. I mean, I think he's an elite Division One cornerback, and it's good to see him finally start garnering some offers. I think that he's in his element playing up on the line of scrimmage and pressing a little bit, but um, he's he's a physical player. He closes very good. Um, always been a big fan of Nike, and, you know, just his size alone, you don't see many uh, cornerbacks that I'm looking eyeball to, especially in high school. He's around 6'2". Um, got just a tough pedigree. We knew how tough his Uncle John was. So, yeah, it's been great to see him play. And, you know, this this offense, man, and just our penalties, seven, eight penalties, I think, on the night. Two turn, uh, we laid the ball on the ground twice and lost both of them. Really played poorly enough with the mistakes to lose the game, but still found a way to win, still made plays we needed to on offense, defense, um, was again we've said it all along we're going to go as far as they take us and um, they bailed us out some but offense came back in the second half and played very well too you know and and we got a takeaway tonight on defense that's something we had talked about we need to do more of I know Christian James uh, jarred one loose we even got a takeaway on special teams with the block punt so I think all around man in all three phases was was pretty solid yeah you mentioned special teams I wanted to tip my cap to a kid uh, Jamal Simmons who uh, prep like he was going to be the starting kicker every week last week. I got to see that with my own eyes and, and practice. He attacked every kicking drill with a uh, with a purpose. And even though he knew, knew that Morgan Kraft uh, was going to uh, be the kicker ahead of him, but he was three for three on PATs. You're breaking in a new long snapper and Kane and Uzel. And so uh, Chris Davis did his job at the punt team. You've got a Marion Tyson kind of 
uh, carrying the kickoff duties until Morgan Kraft can get back to us. And I thought special teams uh, even against Brandon uh, tonight and even above even when you factor in a, a block kick and then stopping a uh, potential fake on a kick. So I think Picune went plus plus special teams and that's really hard to do. Brandon had some specialized kickers tonight that were phenomenal, but when you look overall, special teams really pick you won that that facet of it. Yeah, I think special teams played a huge role in this game. Uh, Marion got me. I, I was asleep and didn't get his block fun on video, and that was the first thing he asked me after the game. So uh, I'm going to apologize. I apologize to him in the text, but uh, Marion, I'm sorry. Uh, I got caught up afterwards, though. I was excited. I was jumping up and down. So, uh, man, it, it's just fun watching this group play. They they don't they don't take a play off. I mean, I did, but I and I regret it because I missed, I missed one of the highlights of the game. But uh, man, they don't take a play off. They're so serious. It's, I don't know what other words you can you can describe to this bunch. Um, they they just take everything serious. They 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 absolutely want to win every game i mean it's just they do whatever it takes yeah they do they're gonna get a nice challenge next week uh really a historic type matchup when you look at where picune is now after this win and what it will mean uh to the picune football community to have um catholic out of baton rouge coming over to lee triplet Boy, that should be a lot of fun uh, next week. We can't wait to call it. We'll get a, a, a preview episode out at some point early in the week um, next week. Dave, what can the listeners um, hanging on here for the rest of this podcast expect to hear? What interviews are coming up after this? Got an interview with a senior guard and linebacker Quint Hayes. I wanted to ask him a little bit about, you know, having to step in and be the leader on the offensive line. I also got Chris Davis, who had to take over that start tailback role that was uh, by, left by the departed uh, Oregon running back, Dante Dowdell. And I got hey, Coach Dave. Smith. I love getting Coach Dave. Smith. Always a, Dave, just yeah. to interrupt you, so Quentin Hayes, he won our Stonewalls uh, hit of the game. And then uh, Chris Davis was our Farm Bureau player of the game. So just to get those two sponsors noted with those first – uh, two interviews. Sorry for the interrupt. No, that's great. I, I, obviously, I don't get to listen to y'all. I listen to y'all after the fact. So to get those two guys without knowing that, that's pretty sweet. I'm glad I, that, that worked out perfect. Uh, both both deserving of those uh, awards tonight, um, players of the game, however you want to call it. And I got Coach Smith, uh, the D-line coach. I always enjoy talking to Coach Smith. Uh, talk about a coach that loves his guys just kind of hear his passion every time he interviews. And I also got the head guy, the uh, the old ball coach, Coach Stogner. Um, boy, he was uh, he was excited, but also he always seems to put things in perspective as far as like, hey, this one game, uh, we did what we wanted, you know, came to do, came away with a win, and uh, look forward to, uh, you know, got a big challenge next week against, uh, as you mentioned, Catholic. Yeah, and for Tyler Smith, just a shout-out for a side gig. I think it's coaches pressure washing. Is that right, Dave? You can go find that on safe, on Facebook, right? I, I think uh, Coach Smith's still getting some pressure washing in on the side, so he'll enjoy that plug. But I think it's uh, coaches pressure washing, or if you just look up Tyler Smith, 
on Facebook, you'll be able to find find that as well. Yeah, he's not busy enough coaching Clay. He's uh he's out there watching, making things look nice. Uh, uh, just look him up. I'm pretty sure his coach is pressure watch. Um, we'll have to get that. You just look him up. He's on there. He's in the book. Watching, watching turn up. Well, look, Dave, I can't thank you and Slick enough for all that um, that y'all do, and so we look forward to breaking down the Catholic game next week. Until then, thank you for our listeners and our sponsors. Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are, and that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top-shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get the speed you need with the service you deserve. Sign up today at CoastConnect.com. Coast Connect, powered by Coast Electric. Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picune Bank. With four branches in Picune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in Dekeel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. I'm here with uh, defensive line coach Tyler Smith following the 28-21 victory over Brandon. Coach, first off, congrats. Very, very good team we played tonight. Yeah, very good team tonight. That's a respectable squad, man. They're going to go deep in, uh, in 7A, and uh, I wish the best for them. Coach, talk about your uh, D-line tonight. I mean, we've been saying it for how many years, the best D-line in the state. We're going to keep saying it. But uh, the things that you're able to do with that group that allow the defense to play where they need to be. Right. Like I said, I, I told you the first time I was here, and I'll tell you every time until I'm gone, we got the best D-line in the state. And all they ever got to do is just play like it. And tonight they played like it, man. They played their hearts out. Um, you know, it's easy to do things up front when you got uh, Jamonte Waller and J.B. McWilliams, you know, leading that front. Uh, the things that we can do as a defense are incredible with just those four guys up there rushing the football. And you got a little depth. I see you rotating some of the guys in and out. Uh, how's that helping this year, uh, I, I mean, as the season goes on? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to play a lot of a, a sophomore, uh, Megan Burnett. Uh, he showed a lot over the offseason, and I think he, he can help us a lot. Um, we had a little depth with Marquez Solomon, but uh, poor Marquez broke his arm uh, earlier this week in practice, so uh, prayers for Marquez. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that don't get many reps in practice that can still help us on the defensive side of the football, as you've seen tonight with B, uh, B.J. Ducree and uh, Landon Franklin. So, you know, it's good to have just athletes over here that we can put in when we need them. Well, Coach, we got a little bus ride back, but it's a lot sweeter when you get that victory. Yeah, if we little, if we would have lost tonight, I'd have been uh, I'd have been real unhappy on that uh, bus ride home. But it makes it a little bit sweeter. All right, coach, we'll see you at, everybody at home next week uh, playing Catholic. Uh, can't wait, babe. Can't wait. Thanks, coach. Folks, if you need repairs done around your house, both inside and out, give Double D Construction a call. They specialize in decks, fences, insulation, trim work, additions, sheds, and more. Call Dominique Dowdell today at 228-304-7923. Locally owned and operated, Double D Construction is the solution to all your handyman needs. Dungan Engineering is a unique force in problem solving in the state of Mississippi. They have offices in Brookhaven, Columbia, Picayune, and Macomb. 
Dungan Engineering has the capability to provide expansive and complex services to state agencies, local governments, utility providers, and national firms. They do this all while preserving the good neighbor attitude that allows them to be active members in the communities they serve. Their motto is service, strength, solutions. It's not just words, not just goals, and not just an outcome. I'm joined by senior guard linebacker Quentin Haynes. Quentin, first game of the year, come up here to Brandon, get away with a 28-21 to 21 victory. How's that feel to start the season? Well, that's, it feels good because everybody was really doubting us on all the social media platforms and everything like that. And this is a tough team. This is a state championship contender, and they just been practice. They practice really well, and they're just a tough team. So. Yeah, they're they're going to contend in that 7A, uh, the new 7A that uh, Mississippi started this year. Quinn, I want to ask a little bit about. We've had to replace a couple guys that have been kind of on that line with Peyton Wells and Gage Thibodeau. How do you think the new guys have stepped in and uh, performed this year? Since you're kind of you got, I mean, you kind of that leader on that O line. Well, it's going to take a learning. It's going to take a good process because they're still new to it. They're kind of like they're still youngins, and dang. They ain't got enough behind them, but I'm going to just be a leader and push them into it. So, so what are you looking for next week? Y'all know anything about Catholic out of Baton Rouge? Uh, I know they're a tough team because they beat Carr last year, and that's a very good team. And that's honestly all I know about them, for real. All right, Quinn, congrats. Uh, safe bus ride home, and uh, it's going to feel a lot better after this one. I uh, hope so. I'm going to be sore, though. Thanks, Quinn. Around here, the tougher things get, the better we are. Because all around Pearl River County, you'll find people working together. Like your two hospitals, Highland Community and Pearl River County, working together with Forest Health to bring you health care that's coordinated and complete. We're here for you now, and you know we'll be here tomorrow. Highland Community Hospital, Pearl River County Hospital, and Forest Health. Two great hospitals, one incredible health system. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. All right, I'm joined by senior tailback Chris Davis. Chris, congrats first on the victory. Um, man, I just want to talk about we had Dante Dowdell back there. Everybody knew. For, so everybody, we all know who you are. But uh, how does it feel to, to this year to be the guy that's asked to carry the load? Oh, it's absolutely a blessing. A shout out to all the coaches and my linemen for trusting me and just giving me that little crease. I'm going to get through the load them guys. So you got th three touchdowns tonight. Uh, what did you see out there? Running the ball, it seemed like it was some tough running. Yeah, it was some tough running. There was a wasn't a really upfield team. There was a more slide team, so it was a lot more cutbacks and just step behind the block and just reading a lot more. So, as the season goes on, I mean, are you expected to be carrying the load this year? 
How do you think your body's gonna hold up to that? Oh yeah, I'm finna go get the ice bath right now. I'm about to go be ready. Rejuvenation. <laughs> Congrats, Chris. Uh, good luck next week against uh, Catholic. We get to play at home. Yes, sir. Thank you. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll River Roll. Hockey fans, Seawolves Action is back at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum November 18th. Head to our website, MississippiSeawolves.com, or call our office today, 228-999-8333. If you're looking for that cool Seawolves merch, head to SeawolvesMerch.com and check out our online store today offering great merchandise deals. Thank you to the Talkin' Ball Podcast, official partners of the Mississippi Seawolves. Okay, I'm joined by head coach Cody Steiner following 28-21 victory over Brandon. First off, coach, congrats. That's one hell of a team we just played tonight. Golly, they're good, man. Uh, I mean, just quality, quality coaches staff, quality players. Man, a quality program. Look at this place, you know. They, they, they really like football here. But it was a good win to get us, to get us started on this year, and uh, it wasn't easy for sure. Coach, just going to hit on the first half. Really thought we should have put this game away going into halftime. Couldn't do it. Tied up 7-7. Seven to seven. Um, talk a little bit about the, the first half and some of the miscues that we had and then how you think your team responded coming out of the half. Oh, man, it's just the things we preach every day. We got to stay on sides and hold on to the football. You know, we get we get down in the red zone three times like that. We, we've got to capitalize and put it in the end zone because we didn't three times in a row. You know, it could have easily been 28 nothing right there in the first half. And we put our defense in the bind, especially right before half, you know, of going out there quick and getting a three, you know, I guess it was about a three and out. and. You know, put them in a bind. We got to get better there. We've got to capitalize. We got to finish those drives. So that's something we'll start working on Monday as being able to finish drives. Coach and A, I thought you guys came out, responded real well that coming out the half. Yeah, we did. And, you know, I told them at half, I said, guys, we're better than them. You know, I, was, I really believed it in my whole heart. And, uh, you know, we just, had, we just had to execute. And we didn't, you know, we didn't execute that first half, but I thought we did a lot better job that second half of executing in just about every aspect of the game. Coach, next week we got a team I, I've heard of them. I've never seen anything about them. Uh, we got Catholic coming to uh, Picayune uh, next Friday. What, what you know about Catholic? I just know they're really good. So, I mean, they playing for the state championship in Louisiana about every year. So, it's going to be about like tonight. It's going to be a dog fight. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a 48-minute war, and uh, we're just so happy we get to do it at our place. Coach, congrats. Uh, enjoy that ride home, and uh, good luck next week. Yeah, man, thank you.